Hello, my name is Ben Jenkins and welcome to another episode of the New Grad Radio Podcast, the podcast following the experiences of a new graduate nurse starting into the intensive care unit. So coming up very, very shortly is the official nine-month mark for my graduate program. Uh, and with that brings two pretty big assessments. Uh, the first one is coming up very shortly in four weeks' time is going to be my second and final assignment for my graduate program. And whilst it's a big one, it's, uh, it's something I'm not too, not too uh, disappointed to be writing. It's pretty, it's, I'm finding it pretty interesting. So it's a it's this assignment that you choose a patient that you've had direct involvement with and direct care for. Uh, you break down two interventions that you have delivered to that patient and you talk about why you delivered those interventions and what is, and you critically analyze the evidence behind uh, those particular interventions as well. So I've been learning a lot more about some of the core things that we do for, for some of the patients in ICU. So it's been pretty cool. So I'll be buckling down and getting that uh, written as, as best as I can. Uh, just like I've talked about before with submitting that first assignment, uh, writing assignments and doing full-time work is certainly no easy feat. It's, um, it's something where to be ordered to be a bit more successful at it, you just need to be dedicating time uh, and just have blocks of time com- just allocated for writing that assignment and just being as efficient as possible with that time. Um, so anyway, so that's what I'll be doing very shortly and over the next four weeks, that's, that's the majority of what I'll be doing. Uh, and the second big thing I'm coming up soon is a nine-month CPAT. So in this particular grad program, we've got the three-month mark, the three-month CPAT, which I've talked about on a, a few episodes uh, a few months ago now. Uh, and then there's also an official 12-month one. And these CPATs involve having an educator with you for the duration of your shift uh, and pretty much just nitpicking and to be, I guess I wouldn't say nitpicking, but just seeing and observing every single thing that you do uh, and to be asking questions around why you're doing these particular things and then to be asking extra questions on top of that. So it's a very draining day in which you're constantly talking throughout the day and using that brain to be uh, to be showing the assessor that you know what you're talking about in a way. So this uh, nine-month one, whilst it's not official, it's going to be excellent because I'm sure they're going to be holding me to the standard of that 12-month mark. So there'll be with that is going to be hopefully heaps of different learning opportunities coming from it. Uh, and one of the things that I'm doing to prepare for this CPAT is to be looking a bit more into some of the medications that I use day to day. I just think this is an area that you can always improve upon. Um, whilst we use this, we use very similar medications, uh, the same medications even most of the day, day to day. Um, and that's going to be the same type of antihypertensive, um, different, same type of vasopressors. Like it's very similar meds. We really strip back a lot of the, the meds that patients come in with back to the core meds that we deliver in ICU. And then once they get discharged, they'll go back to what they normally have. Uh, obviously, there's some medications that we still deliver in ICU, but largely it's a lot of the same ones. So I thought that, okay, this is a great opportunity to be uh, just looking a bit more into what I'm using every day. I do know the reasons why I'm giving it and um, some of the core side effects and those sort of things, but there's always room to improve. And already by looking into some of these core medications, I've been a bit surprised with the results. Uh, so for example, one of the medications we use uh, 
as an antihypertensive. Um, so bringing down someone's blood pressure, and this is important in a few different types of patients. Um, probably one of the more important ones is going to be for patients with traumatic brain injuries uh, who have not had their, uh, their injury coiled. Um, so the reason why we keep patients' blood pressure within certain parameters is if it gets too high, you can increase the chance of a re-bleed and the, the patients um, get a lot worse. So that's not something that we like. So we use some medications to help keep it down. And one of those medications is called hydralazine. Now, I've always was under the illusion that uh, hydralazine works very quickly. So it's something that I've seen nurses give and they've emergently given it through central lines in the, in for it to come down fairly quickly. Uh, and every time, sometimes I've given it and it's worked fairly quick, but a lot of the time it sort of takes a while to sort of kick in. And as it turns out, looking a bit more into it, uh, the onset time of this medication is between 10 minutes to 20 minutes. Um, so I would not be, like, given that, I wouldn't expect it to be kicking in as quickly as I thought it would. Um, and turns out if you give the medication too quickly, there can be a, a chance that there's a, a rebound effect. So whilst you're wanting to bring the blood pressure down, by giving it too quick and by the sounds of it, it can actually have the opposite effect. It can increase blood pressure. So that's definitely something to be mindful of when giving this medication in the future. Um, but yeah, that was just one example. And there's, there's tons. There's another medication that I personally haven't used yet. Uh, it's something that they use a lot more in the emergency department. Um, but it's called droperidol. It's um, usually a medication that you use uh, to reduce, let's just say, agitation. <laughs> um, it doesn't have as big of respiratory compromise and, and depressant um, side effects as uh, midazolam, for example. Um, but this, this medication, droperidol, whilst it's used in the emergency department as something that reduces agitation, it can also be used as an anti-emetic, uh, and it works in a very similar way as ondansetron. Um, so anyway, these are just a short little shoot. These are just two examples of something I've been looking into, but you'd be surprised, no matter what area of nursing that you work in, if you just take a little bit more time and have a, a really thorough read of some of the medications that you use day to day, I think that everyone's probably going to be surprised at some of the other uses of the medications that we use, um, some of the weirder side effects that these medications can have. Um, and I guess it's just, this is just one example of that. You, you can never, you never know everything. There's always something more to learn. And on top of the medications, I've also been looking a bit more into some of the procedures that I do every day and just making sure that I'm firing on all cylinders when it comes time for this nine-month CPAT. So anyway, guys, that's two big things coming up very shortly, getting this assignment all sorted and doing a bit more preparation for this nine-month CPAT. I'm absolutely loving my time in ICU. It's um, definitely coming down to the grind at the moment. Um, I'll be producing as many episodes still as I possibly can. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next time. But before I go today, I just wanted to thank you again for listening to the New Grad Radio podcast. It really does mean a lot. Uh, I'm trying to put in uh, the extra time and trying to make these episodes just because I know that I'm only going to get one opportunity to, to speak um, as a graduate. You, you only get one graduate year. Uh, so whilst I'm still in this year, I'll try to make as, as many different diverse topics as I can uh, to try to provide as much value as I can to someone who's listening. Uh, so no matter whether you're listening to this now or years into the future, I hope that this can still stick and 
provide some insight of what it's like as a grad studying in ICU. So if you have any feedback whatsoever or like to ask us a question, feel free to send uh, anything through to the New Grad Radio for, uh, podcast Facebook page, which is at New Grad Radio Podcast. So anyway, guys, again, thank you so, so much for, for coming back each and every time and listening to the podcast. Uh, it really does mean a lot. So I'll talk to you guys very, very shortly.